Tonight on Truth Today, we're going to be discussing the battle that is between faux religion, fake religion, and the faithful remnant. We're also going to be talking about the agenda in America. Is America now anti-Christian and perverse? An update on the 2024 elections and a prophecy alert about Iran and Russia, Ezekiel 30 and 39 again lining up. That and much more right now on Truth Today. Well, thank you for joining us tonight here on Truth Today. Uh, my name is Pastor Sharam Hadian with Truth and Love Ministry. Uh, thank you for your faithful support. For those of you who've been with us for a while, and if you're a first-time uh, viewer tonight, we welcome you to this program. Uh, we are committed here tonight and <clears throat> in the weeks and months and years to come, however long before the Lord comes, uh, to, to be truth-tellers, to continue to proclaim the truth in love, declare what uh, God's Word has declared and declare what the world needs to hear. Not that what they want to hear, but what they need to hear. So uh, we, we thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support. Uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, please visit our website, tilministry.com, tilministry.com. Check out all of our content. Sign up for our email newsletter. And please check out our events calendar. We have lots of events coming up in the next few months. Also, please check out our Rumble page, uh, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian, rumble.com slash Sharam Hadian for all of the Truth and Love Ministry content. Uh, please make sure that you subscribe. Subscribe to that channel. Just click the subscribe button there because it is important that you get notifications when we upload our content. And that's how we are going to get our viewership back up again to where we were when we were on YouTube before YouTube kicked us off that platform. All right, uh, let's jump into our uh, program tonight. I want to uh, share with you from, let's see, uh, as always, we start in the Word of God, so we're going to start there because that's our foundation. Uh, please turn to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and this is, again, uh, something that is led by the Holy Spirit. I've covered this before. I covered this just a little bit ago. But I want to focus on a specific aspect of tonight. Our show tonight is titled Faux Religion Versus a Faithful Remnant. So we're discussing uh, the difference between fake faux, fake religion or fake spirituality, and the true faith the true remnant faith. And if you're, if you're watching programs like this, if you're drawn to programs like this and ministries like this, it is because you are seeking, I pray, that true faithful faith. That you, you, you recognize that we need to have a faithful remnant in this hour, in these last days, standing uh, unashamedly for the kingdom of God, for the gospel of Jesus Christ, for the truth of the word of God, understanding that the Bible is absolutely our moral compass. It is our guide. It is our instruction. It is our counsel. It is life. It is the living word. It is what, what disciplines us, what corrects us, 
what encourages us, what gives us faith and hope and promise, and what teaches us about our eternal salvation and the coming kingdom of God, the coming king of kings. So in 2 Timothy 3 again, verse 1, the Holy Spirit leading Paul to write these words, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. And in verse 2, it goes through the list of things that are going to be manifested in those perilous times. And this list starts with, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lovers of themselves and lovers of money, lovers of greed and money and power and lovers of themselves, meaning that they will worship the flesh, the self. They will see themselves as becoming like God rather than being a lover of the Creator, the Most High God, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And so this attitude then carries on with this long list of boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, and unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty. Now watch this. Lovers of pleasure. There you go again. See, this goes back to the beginning. The love of yourself means you're a lover of pleasure. You're a lover of of the flesh, meaning you are focusing on the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life, right? That's what the scripture teaches us, right? That the lust of the, of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. How these things entangle us, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. And verse 5, here's the key, having a form, a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. So I want to focus on that aspect of a form of godliness. So one of the things we're going to see in these last days is we're going to begin to see a growing form of godliness, a growing form of spirituality. I have argued for, for years now with pastors and Christians and church leaders that these last days will not be Uh, secular or atheistic, uh, even humanistic, but that there will be a form of spirituality, a hyper-spirituality that then will lead people to a, uh, a concept of a deity, a concept of a higher power, which is exactly what must happen in order for Revelation 13 the first beast, which is the Antichrist ultimately, to then be worshipped by the second beast, which is the false prophet and the false religious system. Remember that we have our brand new DVD coming out in May called One World Religion Rising. This is our brand, brand new presentation. We haven't even, we're still hot off the press with our uh, new presentation, The Great Pushback, which you can get on our website, tillministry.com pushback tillministry.com slash pushback, the great pushback, preparing the end time church to counter the great reset. 
But this brand new presentation that we have on the coming one world religion focuses on the fact that the false prophet of Revelation 13 and Revelation 16 that's mentioned must lead worship of humanity to do, towards the first beast, which is the Antichrist, which will become the Antichrist, and then also, of course, the dragon, Satan, who gives breath to that first beast. So there is not going to be a lack of spirituality in the last days. There's going to be an increase of spirituality in the last days, but it's fake. It's faux. All the while, God will prepare and protect and equip and empower a remnant of his people. Amen? Amen. And so with that, I want to, to, to turn to some headlines. These are some interesting headlines that I've been reading with some surveys of, of what the condition is. First of all, Drya, let's go to the InfoWars. Uh, you have that surprising surge right there of young Americans turned to religion. Look at this interesting headline. If you read this at face value, you would think that, oh, we are truly in the midst of a biblical revival. But that's not what this article says. The article talks about that post-COVID, many young adults had a quote-unquote awakening as the entire world was crumbling around them. They were in search of a higher power. And as reported by the Wall Street Journal, a new study commissioned by Springtide Research Institute found that about one-third of 18 to 25-year-olds believe now in a higher power, up from one-quarter in even 2021. Now, uh, some church leaders may attribute this increase because, uh, uh, during the time of COVID to the fact that people were witnessing loss. The so-called pandemic, which was really a plandemic, was, the, was a part of that because the article goes on to say it affected everybody to some degree, a loss of family, friends, uncertainty about jobs, income, daily life. But that was all of the plan of the enemy. That was all part of what Satan had planned. And so the, the article goes on to try to cite certain Christian, I have to use that in quotes, leaders, saying that we're seeing an openness to transcendence among young people, but transcendence doesn't necessarily, and spirituality doesn't necessarily, folks, relate to biblical godliness and worldview. This uh, article is talking about the fact that there are those like, for example, this rabbi says that uh, the demographic is showing that, yes, indeed, young people are turning to socially, they're, they're socially uh, and spiritually wanting to, to have an a, a, uh, encounter, an experience. And so this is not surprising. I think it is very true that young people are hungry for an encounter, an experience. And to some extent, our faith is experiential, right? We do have experience with God, experience with the Holy Spirit. But if our faith is not grounded in, 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 in truth and wisdom and knowledge of who God is, 
who the Creator is, then we will be subject to a form of spirituality, as the Holy Spirit was saying in 2 Timothy 3, but yet denying the very power, because the power is only found where? The power is only found in the Word of God. The power is only found in the Gospel. For the Gospel, for the Gospel is what? The power of God unto salvation, the gospel of the of salvation, the gospel of the kingdom, the idea, the understanding that God is sovereign over our lives and that if we obey him and follow him, God grants us favor and blessing and providence in our lives and we seek out his will, we seek the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. But this report is you would think based on just this one article that, oh wow, we are in the midst of a biblical revival, but that's not what it is showing because now let's go to another article. Uh, let's go to Harbinger Daily Dry. If you have that article about our nation has rapidly shifted, uh, right there. No, you just passed it right there. Our nation has rapidly shifted from a post-Christian to an anti-Christian nation. So the article is talking about that Many have been saying that the United States is in a post-Christian era. And, and I think to, to a great extent that is true, although, as I said, I do not support or agree that we're in a, a post-spiritual era because, as I'm trying to show you, I believe that there's going to be, and there is now, a, a hyper-spiritual era, but that spirituality is in New Age, that spirituality is in the occult, that spirituality is in ecumenicalism, the idea that we're all equal and we're all going to be, you know, living, holding hands and every, everything is, is of, of one God, that fake one world religion. By the way, I forgot to mention that we're going to be doing this presentation here in Tennessee this coming Sunday night at six o'clock. Um, we, we will try to live stream. I'm not sure if it's going to work or not, but uh, if you're in anywhere in the East Tennessee area, please come out and listen and watch this must-see One World Religion Rising. It is going to be at 6 p.m. at the same building where Patriot Church meets. 6 p.m. this Sunday, April the 30th. And the DVD will be coming out, as I said, hopefully sometime in mid to late May. Now, um, the, 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 the argument of this article is, is that now we are beginning to see what, we've been, what I've been saying to, for years, that we are moving into a hatred of Christianity. Uh, there's vitriol now about Christianity. True, listen, true Christianity, not faux Christianity, but true Christianity in America. The increase, we already covered this a few weeks ago, the increase of hate crimes against churches, anti-Christian hate crimes. We have been covering this, and I've told you, and, 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 and uh, the situation in Nashville and crimes against Christians and a 300% increase in attacks against churches. These are anti-Christian hate crimes. There is an attack on the true church. That is undeniable. And those Christians in the social justice movement that want to equate it and brush it off to, oh, it's just your Christian privilege. You're just losing your Christian privilege. It's not really persecution. No, it is the birth pangs of persecution. 
The church, the true church, the true Christians are under attack. True Christianity is under attack. It has been for 2,000 years since the birth of the church. It will continue and it's going to increase in these last days. And so it's talking about social media. It is talking about the mocking of Jesus. It is talking about the mocking of fundamental Christianity. And so this article is, um, is, is talking about how important it is for us as Christians to not hide our light, to not hide our light under the bushel, to not hate our enemies, even though we are, in an, we are beginning to see, and certainly with government, we've covered this. In, in, um, I'm planning on next Tuesday maybe going back and covering some information on Islam because I was reading an interesting article today, actually an amazing article, highlighting just how, um, just how much the O'Biden government, remember I call it O'Biden because it's Obama-Biden, how the O'Biden government is infiltrated with Islamic jihadist Muslim Brotherhood, leftist, communist, Marxist. Again, this is the red and green axis. Red, communist, Marxist, globalist, socialist, green, Islamic, Muslim Brotherhood movement. Those have married. married. They're working together right now. They're not going to be working together long term, but they're working together right now. And this government that we serve, uh, that, that is, that is uh, um, enslaving the American people, is very much a hub of jihadist terror individuals connected to terrorism, and I'll uh, connect that to you next week. But in Matthew 5.44, Jesus gave us explicit instructions, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, for, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. So we will be persecuted, we'll be hated, we'll be despised, but yet we still need to pray for our enemies and, and pray for this nation even if it is an anti-Christian nation or getting to the point that it is anti-Christ, right? Remember, that's what it's really about, right? We're seeing the rise of an anti-Christ spirit. The moment you elevate Islam, the moment you elevate um, secular humanism, the moment you elevate transhumanism, the moment you elevate the LGBTQ, the 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 trans spirit, remember again, we've been talking about this, the, anti, the, the, uh, the trans spirit is an anti-Christ spirit, right? We've been talking about this. We have an image that we brought up here multiple times for you guys where the, the trans spirit, the LGBT spirit is an anti-Christ spirit. It's against God. Islam is an anti-Christ spirit. Um, all of the worship of uh, earth, Mother Earth, and, and, and the entire uh, climate agenda that is the, the fake, talk about fake foe, the entire global warming or, or climate change agenda is an anti-Christ spirit. But now look at, the, I, I want to dig deep, deep into this article, Dry, uh, if we can bring this up from the Washington stand. As religion, nope, not that one. As religion, um, as religious faith, right there, go ahead, let's go ahead and bring that up. Let's look at this, folks. Look at this title. As religious faith continues to decline, a faithful remnant has outsized political impact. Has outsized political impact. Now, this is, there's a lot in this article that I want to dig in 
for the next few minutes because this is what our show is really about. Again, we're talking about faux religion, what you saw in that InfoWars uh, article, right? That there is a rise in young people being interested in religion, but that religion is fake. That religion is a fake spirituality. And I, by the way, I'm not saying all young people. I, I do think that obviously, uh, and, and let me take a step back. Obviously, the Bible says in the last days, right, God will pour out His Spirit on all people. So if you turn to Acts chapter 2, right, Acts chapter 2, let me go there myself, right, the Bible says that in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. So we know that there is going to be an outpouring of God's Spirit in the last days on all flesh, but especially on young people. So remember that Satan is a counterfeit. So as I said, there is going to be a faithful remnant, a faithful young uh, a generation of young people that are going to come back to the faith, that are going to, that are, the, there is a revival, uh, first of all, an awakening, and then a revival that is underway in young people. I'm not saying there's not that happening, but at the same time, Satan is a counterfeit, and he counterfeits what God is doing. He counterfeits. So that counterfeit is a counterfeit uh, spirituality and, and, and religion and faith. So now let's go back to this article. So this is latest new, is a new study on the worldview of Americans that is talking about um, what is the percentage of Americans and particularly young people in their interest in faith, uh, especially among millennials. Latest research conducted by the Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University. This is George Barna. We've covered George Barna multiple times as far as various studies that he's done. So insightful into the condition of the American church and American Christianity. Not that American Christianity should be different than regular Christianity, but it is, it is different in the sense of um, it is more corrupted. So here, here's what it says. Uh, found, again, that since the start of the, pan of the so-called pandemic, the incidence of a biblical worldview dropped, wow, from 6% to 4% among a nationally re representative sample of 2,000 adults. The study noted that fewer say they are deeply committed to practicing their religious faith in 2023 compared to 2020, which was reflected by a 20% point drop in those who believe Here's the part of the litmus test. And those who believe they have a unique God-given calling or purpose for their life. That drop is from 66%. So 66% of adults who before the pandemic would have said that they have a unique God-given calling or purpose, that has dropped to now 46%. 46%. The research did find increases in specific religious behaviors, including a 11-point increase in those who believe sex between two unmarried people is immoral. So that's interesting that there is, again, sort of a, 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 a morality increase in one sense. 
but there was also a, there was also a six, six point increase in those who agree that intentionally lying to, to in order to protect your reputation or best interest is immoral. Okay, so there's some level of morality, but connecting that morality to a biblical worldview—that's the key. Still, a huge decline was found among born-again believers who say they have a unique God-given purpose or calling. Plunging, this is now in born-again believers, look at this. Plunging from 88% pre-pandemic or pandemic, 88% of born-again Christians surveyed would have said they have a, uh, a unique God-given purpose to 46%. That is a 42% decline. A further considerable drop was found for those claiming to be deeply committed to practicing their faith, falling from 85% to 50%. Wow. Again, George Barna, who serves as the director, says this is quite astonishing, specifically in the millennial generation. Millennials who are currently between the ages of 21 and 39 the largest generation in America's history, our prim, prim, or primary parenting generation, um, they're struggling. Their four biggest issues of struggle, number one, no sense of purpose in life. 75% say, I don't know why I should get out of bed in the morning. Wow. They think about the impact, of, think about, and, and the article goes on to say, think about the impact of that on a family. Secondly, You've got a majority of them who admit that every day they're struggling with mental health issues, severe depression, anxiety, fear, these kinds of things. We saw that during COVID, folks, go through the roof. That's why the church should have never been closed. That's why we should have never stopped worshiping and praying, even in the midst of a quote-unquote pandemic. Because people needed God. People needed witness the witness of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the church and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And what do we do? We shut down our doors. We shut down the churches. We shut down the places of worship. We shut down the places of prayer. It was unconscionable, the deception that happened within the body of Christ. Again, there's grace for the first two or three weeks, but after that, we should have known there's an agenda. We should have known this is a plan. This is a pandemic. This is a planned virus. This is a planned mass extermination of humanity. This is the beginning of the new world order. And so uh, here's a third issue. Though they believe that relationships are vitally important, they want to be connected, they want to be belonged, they want to be part of a community, but they say it's not happening. Well, guess what? What did the world do? They shut people out. Yes, we needed community. Yes, we needed interaction. Forget this evil, diabolical six-foot separation and plexiglass and wearing masks and don't touch and don't hug. That's what we needed. That's what humans needed. That's what young people needed. And then uh, fourthly, it's their worldview their faith issue, their worldview. And we know that it says this is a generation among all adult generations that has the lowest incidence of biblical worldview, the foundation of it all. They have the lowest biblical worldview of any generation. While the religious worldview of Americans continues to dwindle overall, Barna's research also found a simultaneous movement, listen to this, among religious conservatives. 
that is coalescing around political engagement, which makes up approximately 9% of the adult population. So about 9 or 10% of the American adult population are religious conservatives. That's it. That's it, folks. Where we thought it was 30, 40, 50%. No, according to Barner's research, about 9% of American uh, population are religious conservatives. Christians, Catholics, maybe some Jewish, these are religious conservatives. And so the core of Bible-believing Christians in America who don't want to just sit and tell other people what to do, they want to make things happen. Those are the ones that have real ideas about how to change the world for better, and they're going to pour themselves into it, says uh, Perkins. Um, uh, this is part of this, again, Barna group. Uh, Barna calls these Christians or conservatives sage cons, spiritually active governance engaged conservatives, sage cons, spiritually active government engaged Christians. They made up 14% of the vote in 2020, and now we're down to about 9%. Wow, even that's shocking. But 99% of those sage cons turned out to vote, Bonner pointed out. And uh, Barna says, I've been doing this in politics for 40-something years, been involved in a lot of national elections, worked with four presidential candidates. I've never seen anything like that. It is unprecedented because, it, it, because they feel it is urgent. It is an urgent time. They're not going to sit back. So again, we have two things that are being reported, right? Actually, three things. One, we have an increase of young people interested in religion and spirituality. But you're seeing also at the same time that is not uh, converting over to a biblical spirituality or the Christian faith. Because within those millennials, their interest in faith and biblical worldview and even their sense of identity. And by the way, I've covered this in the last number of weeks. This is why Satan is having a heyday with all this LGBTQ sexual confusion, gender dysphoria, gender uh, confusion, because when you attack the very core identity of young people, particularly their identity in, in, in who God has made them to be, the way the Bible says they were created in the image of God, you attack that, you destroy that, you undermine that, you destroy the foundation of that as what this result is showing, that it is plummeted from 66 to 46 and in evangelicals from 86 to 44, plummeted then what happens is those young people begin to be open to confusion, delusion. Oh, maybe I am a guy if I'm a girl, or maybe I am gender uh, or sexually confused. Maybe I am bi, maybe I am uh, homosexual, maybe I am this or that. And it opens the door, do we understand now? Now it opens, so the moment, it goes back to Romans 1, the moment you undermine, the moment you undermine God's word, the moment you undermine how God has created people, Satan jumps in and, and, and pounces on that opportunity through all these minions that we have in our media, Hollywood, uh, um, academic elites, in these uh, Marxist leftist universities, and unfortunately in our woke social justice churches. They're pouncing on these young people, causing them to be confused, causing them to have a lack of hope, causing them to have a lack of purpose, which then opens them up to all sorts of delusion and deception. 
And now you know the root of why this is happening. The root of it is we're an anti-Christian nation now. The root of it is, is that we have faux spirituality, not true, denying the power, denying the truth. You deny the gospel, you deny the word of God, there is no power, there is no witness of the Holy Spirit, there is no ministry of the Holy Spirit, folks. Holy Spirit is not going to outpour himself and, and, and touch if that is going to be used to what? Compromise. If that's going to be used to deceive and compromise, that's not of God. And can, can the devil manifest with demons and make it look like it's, it's, it's of God? Absolutely. People can shake and, 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 and pretend to speak in tongues and, and do all sorts of things under the control and influence of demons rather than of the Holy Spirit. So what is the solution? The solution is we have to go back to a biblical worldview. We have to stand our ground to teach this generation and the next generation, like my 18-year-old, like my 15-year-old, like your children, our grandchildren, we have to teach them to stand their ground on a biblical worldview, whether it's about marriage or sexuality or about, the, uh, or about creationism or about uh, race or about l the sanctity of life, uh, truth, finances, morality in every area. Let's teach them what the Bible teaches, what the Word of God teaches. Let the Holy Spirit breathe on that. And then we equip this generation properly to stand their ground and to gain traction back. Right now, what I've shared with you tonight is the battle between faux religion and the faithful remnant is being won by the faux religion. The faux religion that is promoting, even within many woke churches, that is promoting gender-affirming care and transgenderism and transsexuality and LGBT, you know, homosexuality and uh, uh, critical race theory, social justice, um, the idea that there's white privilege. Those are the same people that, uh, that, that claim that Christian nationalism, the idea of being a Christian that prays and cares for your nation is a sin. All of this confusion. Oh, and then, oh, all to, and then, and then where I really come in is then that confusion that leads to even the gospel believing in uh, interfaith, multi-faith, ecumenicalism, all religions are equal, um, Islam, Christianity, Judaism, we all worship the God of Abraham. All of these lies and deceptions are rooted in destroying the Word of God, the biblical worldview, and the identity. And so the only solution is to repent and turn back to that worldview, to renew in our lives our covenant with God. That's why we have, again, that document on our website, a declaration of dependence on God. And so I encourage you to go read that on our website at tilministry.com. I encourage you to consecrate your family, consecrate your home, pray that God will set apart your family, set apart your children for the faithful remnant until and occupy until the Lord comes and the days are, oh, it's late. Boy, it's late. All right. Uh, let's take a quick, just quick break, go over uh, our, our ministry information. 
Um, and then we're gonna come back and cover some of these headlines. Folks, again, check out our website. I already mentioned, tillministry.com, T-I-L-Ministry.com. Uh, we do have a lot of content. We have our DVDs there. We have our uh, events calendar, which I'll mention in a minute. Uh, also, again, Rumble. Check out our Rumble page, please. Rumble.com slash And Remember to subscribe. Remember to sh- help us share that link, please. Uh, we have uh, j- j- uh, tonight, Dry, are we about 50-50 tonight uh, or more on the website? So we're a little bit more on the website tonight. We're a little bit light on Rumble. But again, check out our Rumble. We're live streaming to both platforms now. Remember that. Um, also, remember that our podcast, we are podcasting on MP3, all of our materials, all of our shows. So if you go to one of these platforms, uh, Amazon Music, iHeart, Podbean, um, Samsung, iHeart, uh, all those ones there, search Truth Today, Truth Today with Sharam Haiti, and just as you see it on the screen, and you will be able to find our content and subscribe because we are uploading all of our, our, our shows to MP3 format. Uh, also, speaking of our events calendar, I wanna let you know, Minnesota folks, we're coming to Minnesota a jam-packed week. I'm gonna be there for one week, and we have six events in six nights in a row. Uh, pray for me, pray for strength and stamina and energy. I'm taking uh, one of my boys with me, but pray that God will use this to wake up Minnesota, to warn the churches in Minnesota of the condition of what's going on in Minnesota. Minnesota desperately needs uh, uh, an awakening and a revival, uh, a shaking. So we're gonna be in Minnesota May the 16th through May the 21st. Check that, check out our uh, events calendar on our website. And then uh, we are finalizing right now for June. I'm gonna be back in North Idaho and Montana. So North Idaho folks and Montana, I will be there with you, joining you uh, in the middle of June, June 13th. No, I'm sorry, June 11th through June 18th, we'll be in uh, North Idaho and Montana. And then from there, we're looking at other plans for the summer. As always, if you want us to come to your area, send us an email at info at tilministry.com, info at tilministry.com. All right, um, final thing, of course, if you want to support our ministry, please prayerfully consider a one-time donation to the ministry. You sow into this ministry to reap. Uh, I believe that this is a ministry that is fertile, that is good soil, that God is using to bring impact. tillministry.com slash donate. You can make a secure one-time donation. If you'd like to mail in a check, instead of online, please visit our, uh, or just send it to P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. Make it, you can make the check out the truth and love. P.O. Box 4523, Maryville, Tennessee, 37802. And then finally, if you'd like to join our Gideon Army, um, it is the way that you can connect with us long-term. Pray for us and donate on a monthly basis. We're so grateful for every one of our Gideon Army supporters, we're praying for 300. All we need is 300. That's all we need, folks, to make a kingdom impact against the kingdom of darkness, a kingdom of God impact against the kingdom of darkness. So would you prayerfully consider that as well? So, all right, let's get back um, into our final headlines. Now, um, I I wanna report to you about uh, 2024 very quickly. Um, I already mentioned, of course, Trump, we mentioned last week that evil Biden is, is going to be trying to run again. Uh, I'll talk about that more in a minute. Uh, but it looks like 
though I thought that Ron DeSantis from the governor of Florida was not going to jump in. Let's go to this article, Drya. It does look like DeSantis is going to jump in. At least he is going to start an exploratory committee uh, in May. So next month, the reports are coming out that he's going to launch a presidential exploratory committee in a couple of weeks. Now, right now, in all the polling that I've seen, Trump is way ahead. So at this point, unless, and again, please hear my heart. I've already shared with you. I'm not worried about 2024. I'm worried about right now and next week and next month and this summer. I don't even know if this country will make it. I don't know where we're at. Uh, we are so close to the cusp of the tribulation. Um, so, you know, if we get there and we still have what looks like a country uh, and we haven't gone to World War III or a nuclear war, um, then, yeah, I don't think that Trump is, is touchable. I think he's untouchable in the sense of, of, of anybody coming close to him. That is presuming that he weathers out these indictments. Uh, the, uh, another Soros-backed DA in Georgia has said that she has charges waiting on Trump, so they want to see if he gets through this first set, and then they'll bring other, and, and we've talked about this, they'll bring other and other and other. They have multiple places that they want to try to, um, these, these, these criminal DAs, the corrupt uh, attorney generals and DAs. But, um, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, a premise poll, 1,509 registered voters conducted March 16 to 21st shows Trump leading DeSantis by 31 points in the primary. Um, but again, who believes these polls? And I've said this so many times, we're presuming that we have a fair election a free and fair election, right? We don't. We don't. Uh, the only place that there was, there was meaningful reform done was in Florida. And that's why the results in 2022 in Florida were so significantly different where DeSantis won by a landslide. That, and I think the demographic of so many people moving to Florida who are conservative had a profound impact uh, compared to other states like Arizona that was is rife with fraud. Uh, that state is unbelievable. But anyway, um, all these places, you know, we're, we're, again, you're presuming that, that you're going to have a free election. And, um, you know, so that, I think that's just naive given what we've seen in uh, 2016, 2020, especially in 2022. So, uh, and then at the same time, the left, even though I, I shared with you last uh, on Tuesday that 70% of Democrats don't want Biden to run, he's running. And look at this uh, Breitbart article. <clears throat> the New York Times downplays Biden's cuckoo mental decline. Not only is he a pervert, but the American government can function without a healthy president, says the New York Times columnist. The Times' David Leonhardt wrote in a newsletter on Wednesday, strange as it may sound, the American government can function without a healthy president. Wow, because last time I checked, isn't that what the 25th Amendment is about? That if you have an incapacitated president, that you have a president that is unfit for office, for duty, 
that you need to remove that person. This is why there needs to be an impeachment of Biden there because of his criminal behavior of all the things that the Republicans claim they have in the House of Representatives. But no, now the left is comparing 80-year-old Biden to former President Franklin D. Roosevelt during World War II, who had numerous health issues, even though he was about 20 years younger than Biden at the time. Um, and they're comparing it to Ronald Reagan, who later, after he left office, uh, was found to have Alzheimer's. Um, he's arguing that in each case, the White House aides, cabinet secretaries, and military leaders performed well, despite a lack of a fully engaged leader. So, uh, you know, and of course, you remember in 2017, when all the talk was about Trump's mental health, that he's deranged, that he should be impeached, that he should be removed. Now, um, the New York Times says, no, we can function without a healthy president. Admitting that this sad excuse of a human being who is evil, his family is a, is a crime family, a criminal cabal family, um, is, is, is not fit to run and to lead this nation, but it's okay because they'll puppet him up. He'll be like a puppet, which we know he is, and they'll run. What they're really saying is, don't worry, Ob Obama's running the government, the deep state's running the government. They're admitting that this dude is not running the government. That's what they're admitting. You understand? He, he, he needs cue cards and he needs the reporter's questions to be written to him ahead of time. He's got to have the question in front of him given to them ahead of time. He needs cue cards. He's lost everywhere he goes. He gets things confused and he's a, and he's a pervert. I'm sick of watching this guy sniff and hug little children and kiss little children in the most perverse way. It's incredible. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, the left is so unhinged in this nation. They're so confused. This was an interesting article. <laughs> um, did you see this one, Dryad? Golden, uh, uh, my son loves gold, uh, San Francisco for some reason because of the Golden State Warriors. But um, Golden Gate City is now going to reopen to red states. Do you remember? Do you remember those days just a few years ago? when the bully California said, we're going to boycott red states because of red states' uh, laws on protecting unborn women, uh, life, protecting women and children and religious liberty. Remember that? Well, guess what? Now, and this is the same San Francisco that my son sometimes idealizes that is rid with so crime-ridden and remember the whole defund the police movement? Well, now they're voting back the police. We need more police. We need more police. We knew that one that wasn't going to last because it's anarchy. But now the San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted 7 to 4 on Tuesday to repeal a 2016 law that they had passed forbidding city-funded travel to and requiring city agencies to boycott businesses and states that were the red states with those laws often labeled 12 times for short because it forms chapter 
12 times of the city's administrative code, the 2016 law on prohibiting city travel and contracting states that allowed discrimination um, now is being repealed. Because they're so confused, they're so deranged. Um, and now they realize, wow, we need commerce with those red states. Just like the woke corporations like Anheuser-Busch and others that realize very quickly, go woke, go broke, right? Um, yeah, it's, it's bad. But yet, these states continue to milk the federal government. Let's go to this article from Washington Stand on Planned Parenthood. This is in incredible. Uh, the Supreme Court's Dobbs decision has already impacted Planned Parenthood, according to its newly released annual report, which shows the group committed thousands fewer abortions in, in, in the year, in this last year, since justices delivered the landmark human rights ruling. However, they still committed, look at this, 374,500 or 155 abortions. That's 374,000 babies were murdered in 2022. Wow. Just let that settle in. In one year, we massacred 375,000 people. If this happened in any war, it would be called genocide. If this happened in any history, time of history, it'd be called genocide. But this is what America is about. This is the blood that is crying out from the land of America, the home of the free and the, the land of the brave. And you don't think God's gonna judge this nation and the states? And oh, by the way, even though their numbers decreased, they received $670 million in taxpayer funding during its 2021-22 fiscal year. Um, the, there was a decrease of 9,300 fewer abortions in the previous year, a 2.4% decrease. But yet their funding has gone up, right? They received more money. $670 million was more money than in the past because more of these godless states and the godless federal government are giving more money to Planned Parenthood. Lord help us. Lord help us. Now, I want to end tonight speaking of the perverseness of our nation. I want to end tonight by playing a video for you of a black pastor. I, 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 I pray this encourages you. First of all, the thing that should encourage you, Jariah, can we bring this up before starting it or if we move it or we'll start? Okay, so when we start this, I want you to look at this, this black pastor. Okay, his name is John K. Amanchukwu Sr. Okay, he uh, routinely speaks. Um, he's a pastor, I think in North Carolina or South Carolina. Um, he, he, he is well known for going and addressing school boards and uh, this video has a, a graphic material in it because he's going to be reading from a textbook or from a book I should say that is in this public schools uh, that is promoting gender dysphoria, sexual perversion, um, promiscuous sex, 
uh, and, and graphic, pornographic sexual content. So I apologize. There's no way of getting around this. You, you need to hear what he's going to read. But what I love is his boldness in calling out the perversion of the people who are for this and the political party that is behind this. Uh, he, is a, he is a speaker for Turning Point USA Faith, man of God, courageous. And I want to play, this is a, a, a it's only a minute and 30 seconds. Let's play this video and watch, hold on dry, and watch the courage, watch the boldness, watch the faith. This is what we need to do. We need to expose evil and expose darkness and be those Christians that are willing to stand in intercession and in the gap against the perversion, the destruction, the lust for power, the lust for blood that is in this nation. America is godless as a whole. America and Christianity is in the decline, folks. There will not be right now, there's no evidence that there's going to be a national revival. I do not believe, nor have I supported, that America as a whole is going to be revived. I believe that there's going to be pockets of revival, pockets of the outbreaking of God's Spirit, but not as a whole. Because as long as we have the perversion that we do, Sodom and Gomorrah is nothing compared to what America is promoting. Let's go to this video, Drya. Go ahead. I want to define something for you tonight. Definition for pervert. It means to lead someone away from what is considered right, natural, or acceptable. This book has been permitted in six schools in the Wake County Public School System. This book explicitly details anal sex, blowjob tips, a response to a letter about gay sex, and BDSM. I'll read just a little bit of this perversion. So he bends me over the bed and drizzles some lube on my ASS. I made him wear a condom, of course, and he starts pushing it in. Use your lungs to suck, not your lips to pull. You're not trying to yank the D-I-C-K off with your mouth. You're trying to make it feel good. Use your tongue. Doesn't it make you cringe? You don't like it. You don't want to hear it aloud. You don't want anyone to read it. The question today is, who is the pervert that's allowing this to be purchased and delivered to our libraries? Come out, come out from wherever you are. Who are you? You don't have to answer that question. We know who the perverts are. There's one political party in this country that supports this junk. It's the Democrat Party. You all have signed off on this and it needs to be removed from every school. Our, your time is up, sir. Our next County. speaker. Want to define something before you. Wow. Wow. I, 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 you know, other than, again, how graphic what he's reading, this is what young children are subject to in the schools, in the government schools. But his courage, and I love his shirt, where he said, God is greater than government. I want to get it. I'm going to, I'm going to find myself that t-shirt and I'll wear it on the show. I promise you, I'm going to find it online. I'm going to get it. I'm going to wear it on this show. God is greater than government. Amen. One more time. Our God is greater than any government. That's the attitude of Christians. We need faithful remnant. We need a faithful remnant of Christians who are going to stand in this nation, forget the attacks, forget the lies. 
who are going to understand that because God is greater than government, it is our duty, it is our responsibility to be able to speak to the evil and the perversion of this nation and to those in power who are after our children, perverting our children, perverting our lives, perverting our nation, seeking to murder innocents in the womb, seeking to pervert with drag queens and transgender. Enough is enough. The only way we have an awakening and a revival is to have courage like this brother that we just watched that is willing to go and stand up and call out the perversion and call out the perverts. And it's the Democrat Party. The Republicans suck at times and the Republicans are weak-kneed, but it's the Democrat Party that is after the platform of perversion and ungodliness and immorality and an anti-Christ spirit in America now. Wake up, church. Wake up, God's people. Be bold like a brother like this. Be bold like men of God. Be pastors and men of God and shepherds of God. Shepherd your family and say, enough is enough. I will not stand by and watch this happen in my community because that's how we are salt and light. Be salt, not snowflakes. Be salt that preserves the decaying process. This is our hour. This is the litmus test. In these last days, there will be perilous times and men will be lovers of themselves. That's what this video that you just saw is describing. Men who are lovers of themselves, perverse after their own lust of the flesh and lust of the eyes. Let this be a lesson and a warning to America. Your time is up. Your time is up, America. Choose today whom you're going to serve. Otherwise, a national divorce is coming. God will break you up. God will separate you. God will pummel you and leave ashes. And there'll be pockets of resistance and pockets of life and pockets of revival and areas of utter destruction. That's why even the godless uh, filth that is San Francisco is now turning back and saying, wow, we've gone too far because eventually we go too far and you go over that cliff. God help us. God strengthen us and God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight on Truth Today. This is Pastor Sharon Hadian. Join us next Tuesday. And remember again, our show on Sunday night, we're going to be uh, giving the One World Religion Rising presentation right here in Lenore City, Tennessee, 6 p.m. at Patriot Church Barn, if you can join us in person. Thank you for being with us tonight. This is Pastor Sharon Hadian.